0: Saturday with Colm O'Mongon on RT Radio 1.
1: Now, hello again. You may have seen a government ad that has been going out on social media platforms and on television and cinema screens highlighting the rights of people with disabilities. The ad, which cost more than €1.5 million, drew criticism, not because of its positive message, but because the lived experience of thousands of people with additional needs would indicate their rights are being infringed on on a daily basis as they continue to struggle with access to education, employment and even public transport, amongst other issues. It's also raised the question, again, of why the the government has yet to fully ratify the UN Convention on the rights of persons with disabilities. Sinead Gibney, uh, as Ireland's Human Rights Commissioner, can I ask you first about what you made uh, of the advertising campaign?
2: Well, I think, I mean, the advertising campaign in and of itself is not uh, a problem for me. I think it's great to see any awareness-raising mechanisms coming from the government about the rights of persons with disabilities and the role that we all play as individuals in this society to realise those rights. However, I do sympathise with the disabled community and those people who are frustrated that what they're hearing in the ads is not their lived experience. We have one of the lowest rates of employment in the OECD for people with disabilities at the moment. Our education system is not inclusive of people with disabilities um, and all across society people are not able to participate when they have a disability in the same way that everybody else is. So I think that's where the frustration comes from and coupled with that the delay in ratification of the optional protocol for the Convention on Rights of Persons with Disabilities is a feature that we just cannot understand now at this stage.
1: Can you explain maybe the practical effect of it because yeah. not signing up to it does denies people the right to do what and achieve
2: what? So it denies people the right to access the um, the Committee on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities when they feel that the state That's has breached the their rights. It's a UN committee, exactly. So at the moment, uh, people have to seek that recourse and that justice in the courts here in Ireland, and they do so. So, for example, we had a good news story recently where uh, Sophia Kalanova was the first uh, deaf barrister um, to qualify here in Ireland, a case, uh, and brilliant to see. But unfortunately, she experienced discrimination earlier in her journey where Griffith College refused um, to provide her with what she needed as a deaf person to, to, uh, to do her studies um, and they were found in the WRC they were, they were fined and they had to address their policies in regard to that. So that's what happens to people at the moment and they don't really have anything where they can go if they're not successful and this is what the UN mechanism will open up for them. Now the reality is it's not going to be a floodgate situation so there's no reason that the state can continue to maintain its policy that they need to have everything in place. Before they ratify the protocol, it's still going to take time for people to, to, to seek that justice and to access that justice. But what it will do is act as a catalyst and act as an impetus for the state to ratify or the state to, to, to implement the CRPD. And we are an outlier here. We were one of the we were the second last country in Europe to ratify the optional convention. It actual took us I think what, eleven
1: years. We, we, we said we would in yeah. 2007, and it took us eleven years before we did.
2: Exactly. And at the time, the intention of government was that we would ratify the optional protocol simultaneously. They then decided not to. The statement was that they had to have legislation in place. Some of that legislation has been put in place. But I have compared this when I speak on the topic to... A, 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 a expectant parents sitting down with a calculator and saying, when are we going to be able to afford a child? The state won't ever be fully ready. It is an evolutionary process. You ratify right. so that you become ready and that's what we need to see happen.
1: Okay, how many people with disabilities are there in the country who are affected by this?
2: Everybody with a disability is affected by it because everybody with a disability in Ireland faces huge barriers and really I work across the board with many marginalised groups and I have to say that people with disabilities have one of the highest sets of barriers in terms of participation. We are still as a society and as a country in a mode of what I would describe as paternalistic, charitable uh, understanding of disability. What we see now and the CRPD, the the Convention on Rights of Persons with a Disability, is so uh, strong on this. We understand now that people who have disabilities are oftentimes very proud of their disabilities, their impairments, however they refer to it, what disables them is society. And that's what we need to see change. And and the
1: disabilities covered by the Convention cover what?
2: The disabilities that we would associate, the visual disabilities, the, the, the disabilities that we see that are visible, but also invisible physical disabilities, as well as psychosocial disabilities, uh, intellectual disabilities, learning difficulties. So these are there's a whole category. And obviously, our understanding of disability is always evolving. Uh, neurodiversity is a very prominent area at the moment. So these are all areas where we know that people are not currently being facilitated by society to participate in education effectively, in work, in public representation, in transport, as you say. And until we start recognising that it's society that's the issue, uh, we're never going to be able to, to see these people. And so one of the key things that we're looking for as well is besides ratification and a clear strategy for implementation of CRPD is funding for disabled persons organisations, which will get us to a point where instead of listening to people with disabilities, we are actively supporting and encouraging their leadership in the process. And again, CRPD is so strong on that participation piece because disabled people and the ones that I work with are so uh, clear and articulate on what their needs are. They are the leaders who need to make the change in society.
1: All right. Ciarán Cuff, um, when I asked Sinead Gibby how many people are affected, the the answer is everyone is affected and government, by not fully ratifying this and not uh, uh, fully ratifying the optional protocol, is suspected by the UN of trying to spare itself the blushes of not adequately providing services to people in the country and that reflects poorly on the country, they believe. Well, I think the government wants to ensure that the obligations can be met
0: uh, and doesn't simply want to sign up to something where it can't uh, meet the obligations under it. For instance, in the area of recruitment, we need to have uh, more services available and provided. Uh, these functions came to my colleague Roderick O'Gorman I think last March uh, and in the months since then, uh, his, the department is carrying out a scoping exercise to see what is needed but to but ensure that we can meet
1: those obligations. But the logic, but when, when the European Union uh, made effectively Ireland get rid of the marriage bar, there was a belief that the capacity wasn't there to employ all of those women and the state had to do it. And it has done it. So why is the state making the choice to do a capacity review now instead of implementing and developing the capacity as it goes along?
0: Well, the the programme for government says that it will uh, ratify this. Um, and if we ratify it, you have to be sure that you can live up to those obligations. But you're and saying that
1: the, the programme for government is a matter of when, surely?
0: Well within the term of the government I would like to see it happen yesterday so when's the but capacity you want to make sure to be published? that you do have that capacity, the capacity there review going to be published? I don't have a date for when that will be published I understand that Minister O'Gorman has a scoping exercise that's underway he wants to and I want to ensure that this happens quickly uh, those rights are there but we need to ensure that it's much easier to vindicate those rights but as part of what needs to happen is we need to have additional people in place to provide the services that are needed for people with disabilities
1: Alright Michael he Ray, the provision of services to people with disabilities in your constituency, would you welcome, would they welcome full ratification of the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities?
3: Well, absolutely, because the challenges that I see every day facing people with disabilities is housing, healthcare, education, job opportunities and respite. One thing that has happened an awful lot in my constituency over the years is if you have a person, whether it's intellectual or uh, profound physical disabilities, their parents are ageing. And if they're living at home, perhaps with their parents, one thing that they need is respite. And they're worried about the future. I'm talking about people who would be heavily reliant on other in their day-to-day living. And our respite services, if it wasn't for the efforts of a voluntary group in South Kerry recently, who opened up their own respite and worked for themselves and fundraised themselves, the respite that they desperately need in South Kerry in the Ivara Peninsula wouldn't be there, only for the local people. And local people shouldn't have to do so much fundraising to provide basic assistance and services. And I want to obviously thank people like... Um, I the people out in Saint Mary of the Angels, uh, who do excellent work in right. taking care of people. But we we need uh, we need support for people who have different special needs. And one All last right. point: to Very think briefly, that there is disabled need to go to people. Farrell, yeah. Yes, yes. To think that there is people who have disabilities and who can't even qualify for a medical card, that is ridiculous. It's oh, yeah. wrong. Everybody that has a disability should have a medical card.
1: Uh, Mairead Farrell, how soon would you like to see that scoping exercise that Kieran Cough referred to completed and action taken on foot? Because the government line to date has been that if they get a response from the UN... Uh, they will move towards implementation. But now we hear that the scoping exercise is part of the mix as well. So a timeline, what's what's, what's your call? To be
2: perfectly honest, I think they just need to um, implement um, this optional protocol immediately. And I think um, what, what we've heard there in relation to, um, you know, difficulties for so, for so many people in terms of access to education um, and services. And of course, we know the underfunding of CDNTs. And I just think the reality is that um, we need to implement this immediately. This is something that Sinn Féin uh, has committed to. But recently, uh, Column, I was speaking to young people, um, school-going ch- um, children with, um, living with disabilities, and they were telling me the difficulties they have just accessing, um, you know, transition your work experience and that kind of thing. And to be honest, like... Uh, it's absolutely devastating the the difficulties they have in terms of access to um, opportunities and really and truthfully like this has been going on for a long period of time um, and it, the government just needs to uh, get their act together or, and action it.
1: Sinead Gibney the, um, that issue I think in 2021 when Marcus Schaefer of the UN came and addressed in an Iraq this committee he said that the government he felt that the government perhaps was trying to spare itself some blushes by ratifying this because it would shine a light on the, on the state of services the government at that point in 2021 said that when The UN came back to it uh, with a a report on the Mm. state of play, they would act then. What's your understanding of where that is now?
2: Well, my understanding of that I mean, I think that's very cynical because the government is very well aware that there is a huge backlog right now, a significant backlog in the Convention and the Committee on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. So they know that that's not going to happen anytime soon. It's certainly not going to happen in the lifetime of this government. So I think that's a very cynical point of view. And I believe right now people's lives are stagnating um, and regressing, and whole lives are being lived without the optional protocol being ratified. And oh. I so my I mean I, I represent the, the frustrations of the people with disabilities who just need this to happen now.
1: I do need just to get a quick response from you, Kieran Cuff, on that. Sinead Gibney does not believe if the government follows that timeline that it will be implemented in the lifetime of the government. Can you say anything to counter that?
0: I don't, have, I don't have detail on that but I do know that the government this year has made available uh, an additional 8.5 million euro for investment in chil- children's services and I think that is a crucial part of providing the services that allow us to to proceed with this part, with this protocol.
2: One final thing column, if I can just very, say very because, briefly, it's, because, it's, because you, you called time. it a policy choice and I think that's so important to recognise the government can choose to do this. I've heard recently wording that we can't do it until these things are in place. That is simply not true. Okay. It is a choice other countries do it and we should
1: do it. Okay, that's all we have time for today.